Hey, Las Vegas. Thanks for joining us again here on Realty Check, your local Las Vegas real estate news show. I'm your host, Trish Williams. And I'm Tiana Carroll, and welcome. We, today we have a special guest we are talking to about pools. Why don't you tell us about that? It's, oh, sorry, Jeff. Jeff, and how do you say your last name? Keech? Keech. Keech. Oh, it, okay. it's been pronounced a number of ways you can imagine. All right, so we have Jeff Keech here, and he's with My Smart Pools. And we are going to talk all about pools and water, what that means for the valley, um, either if you have an existing pool and or if you want to build new construction. That's been in the news lately. But before we get into the pool, we always talk about our numbers and some local real estate news. And we'd love for you to chime in on that, seeing what general public thinks. So first, let's talk numbers in the valley. Yes. So Trish, what do we have this week? Um, so our weekly numbers, we um, opening up with inventory. Single family homes on the market right mm -hmm. now in Las Vegas and Henderson, we're looking at 76.37. Yeah, that's up about 100 from last week. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're raising. About, yeah, <laughs> and, and price reductions, they're holding about the same as well, right? Yeah. We're at 16.47 this week. 16.47, it's nice to see them under 1,900. It um, is. It is, you know, things are stabling, um, sta stabilizing a bit. I'm starting to see a little more homes go into contract than we have over the past, um, past yeah. few like months, weeks, since all of this has started, we're starting to get a little uptick in activity there, which is promising. By no means it's not, we're, we're, we're really in closer to a buyer's market right now than we are a seller's market, so. Yeah, the pendulum has shifted a bit and yeah. we're here, which is good. And um, I think everybody now that the news is sort of caught up with the fact that we've stabilized, that um, when we have these conversations with our clients, they're more receptive, they're understanding, they're not so shocked when we say it's not just a feeding frenzy, you're not gonna get these multiple offers and these above list price offers that we're seeing in the spring and summer. Right, because when this started and we were out there, were telling people about it they were like no no that's not true yeah looking at it <laughs> you like don't know crazy. what you're doing you're just the professional <laughs> exactly exactly so, uh jeff did have, what have what have you been hearing or what's your insight about what's happening in, in in real estate in general you are you're very versed in the real estate industry yeah i've been in it history, uh, for right? a while yeah in the in the local industry since 1995 one way or another between residential or some commercial uh years in there and and i think just just what's going on with local market i almost want to back up about 12 months the majority of the referrals that we were getting in from the real estate world uh -huh. were from buyers buying new properties because that was just an inventory issue. Right. You know, the, the resale numbers were way down. Now the resale numbers are back up. So it's that, you know, it's, like you say, from a seller, uh, we're creeping to, I don't know if I can define, I'm not, I don't study it enough every day to say, yes, we're a buyer's market, but the, the trends compared to eight months ago certainly seem like it, Absolutely. right? Or 12 months, so, you know, stuff like that. And, and in relation to pools, the homeowners that we're talking to are much more resale than new homes now. Oh. There's still that conversation, yeah. um, and there's standing inventory. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the contracts that we were uh, going into, a lot of the pools that we were designing, um, the homes weren't not even were not even closed yet. The buyers were out, you know, three months, four months before they even closed escrow. They just wanted to get that pool pricing in at that locked in at that point, and then close. And there's been one of our projects in particular is extended so far out uh i've got to call the buyer today uh fella because it's an honest about an eight month push out from the builder and that seems a little high 
So yeah. that, that's a question for me. I've, that that one's yeah. I don't know if that's got to do with financing. Maybe. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so. Maybe that 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 does well, seem that does seem odd and, and maybe not and, construction related. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, some of the builders are backed up because of supply demand, uh, um, supply chain, supply chain issues. So we, I, I had a uh, just last year. Um, a new construction home that I had a you know a client um, in contract with that they were delayed months, yeah. at, at literally months just from their um, closing date where they were supposed to be. It was an issue. Yeah, we and saw so, that with pool equipment as well. And yeah. with my experience, though, um, resale market hasn't been so high of a swing left and right buyer to seller as new construction. They're really feeling it. I was getting emails this week from standing inventory and it's pages of standing inventory. If we go back to what you were saying <laughs> yeah. last year, there was no standing inventory. We talked about it last week where they just shut the door on us like, no, we're good. We're sold out. We don't need you. We don't need you. Go yeah. away. I, I better not mention any uh, new home builders in particular. I think the, the real <laughs> estate industry has maybe a few. They're like, oh, you want to be our friends now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it so. is. It is. It's, it's one of those. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> market driven. Yes. Market, market driven. driven. That's right. What's what's ethical in one market is not ethical in another, right? Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So, um, before we get into pool talk, which we have a lot of questions for you about pools, um, there's two news headlines that just because we we, we report the news every week, um, there's two news headlines that are interesting, kind of real estate related, yeah. pretty much. Um, one of them is a tiny home demolition. Okay, so I found this incredibly interesting because uh, um, in the beginning of the year, uh, end of winter, beginning of spring, there were some new ordinances that we're going to get zoning for tiny houses. Right now, everything's single family or multi-unit or whatever, but now we're seeing this new ordinance put in, and there was a gentleman who um, very thoughtfully wanted to help the community and he was more under the guidelines of asking for forgiveness than permission and he was putting up tiny houses and they were taken down and then he thought how am I going to avoid this disaster so he ended up buying a parcel in a heavily uh, homeless community and bought a parcel of land put up a bunch of tiny homes and tiny homes I guess would be a stretch of the imagination because they are more like a front wall a back wall and then a tent that surrounded the um, tiny home but for people who don't have a place to call home it really gave them a sense of stability where they can put their items where they feel like they were on the road to making their lives better and then the city came in and tore them all down because of permits and technically that lot of land that he was building on was single family zoned because of the zoning so he was trying to push the zoning forward but it turns out that the city was like no nope, no, nope, we're going to follow the rules. Now, we don't have anything in place yet where you can actually put tiny homes, even though the zoning has happened, but he's working on it. They tore down his houses. The people were uh, sad, right? All of their possessions were in those little mm -hmm. tiny house tents. So, but it just goes back to the red tape and the guidelines and really making sure that you dot your I's and cross your T's in order to make something change in the community, you still have to abide by guidelines. We guidelines. are not the Wild West. Guidelines, rules, permits. We're going to be talking about huh. pool permits. She said Wild West. I beg, I beg to differ. The pool, can, the, the pool business can, can be the, the Wild West, but you're right. No, yeah. do, do yeah. it right. Do it right. Yeah, no, his heart was in the right it, place and it, his intent was good, right? He's yeah. out here and he's trying to make a difference in the community and I respect that, yeah. but you do have to 
go along with the guidelines and all of the red tape that happens. Otherwise, they do have the ability to come rip down the project, and they did. Yeah, and it was a uh, city of North Las Vegas, and the uh, the gui the guidelines for um, single-family homes need to be 1,200 square feet minimum, so that's where they got the hmm. um, discrepancy. And then there was, I, reading into it, there was issues with sewer and water and right. all of that stuff not being you know, connected to each unit there, you know, definitely he, right. his heart was in the right place, right. but he put the cart before the horse. Yeah. It just, it just didn't, it, right. it just wasn't something that the city was going to allow to continue. So, yeah, but the good news is those guidelines are being put in place and we now have those options, which is something new to our Valley in our community and how that grows and change is going to be pretty imperative, right? Especially as housing prices rise and most people can't, well, not most people, a certain amount of our community isn't growing with those prices. And so this will in the future give them an option. An option for homes. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And then more demolition. Um, Siegfried and Roy had a property that is going to be uh, demolished and replaced with apartments. Good, good job. Let's get rid of all the history in Vegas. Well, yeah, <laughs> this one, I read this, it reminded me of the uh, Heartfelt, the Heart, Heartland Heart, Mansion. Heartland yeah. Mansion, right. Mm -hmm. uh, just another piece of our history. And the, well, yeah, we, we need more apartments instead, I guess. Well, so, I guess I it comes know. back to the tiny house. Like we need uh, housing alternatives for I this. I guess I didn't hear about the Heartland Mansion. That did the, is that gone? Yeah, yeah, it's a. Um, was it gone it, a long time ago? Am I like in? Well, no, no, like a couple <laughs> months. I think oh, they're replacing man. it with an adult superstore or something. Adult oh, superstore bought it. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, it's great. Just you know, who needs history? <laughs> who needs history? They well, we've never really been grounded in history here. We're a big implode and rebuild kind of place. So I guess that is our history now. Our city has so much interesting things about it. it it's it's sad to me i have a i have a community group where um you know I, I i recently was talking about um you know with like my my group it was a trivia thing that we had about this house it's rumored who knows if it's true and i don't want to put out fake news <laughs> but we're the new show putting out fake news don't mind us yeah right. no this is just a rumor when i was growing up there's this house on sunrise mountain that they said that marilyn monroe lived in it has this two like big it, or it used to have it doesn't have any more they removed the m's it had these two huge m's on the gate i when i got into real estate you know having access to a bunch of information i like just researched and looked and looked trying to find like the reality something of it. solid right. of, about this and there's nothing there you know time records everything what there is, is this house that is there now, which is this huge mansion, um, it is, uh, was built in the 70s, but there's a small structure in the back that was once a home, you know, now it's a casita, but a little tiny, smaller structure that was built in the 50s. And no, no records date back to her name. However, she did have a lot of um, men friends. <laughs> that, that, oh, <laughs> that is so politically correct. Yes. Was that Kennedy's buck bunker? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, it, it's it's very possible that the property wasn't in her name if she resided there. You know, so so who knows? But again, it's it's interesting Vegas historical stuff that happened because it it is a fact that she lived up there at some point in time. That's that's been well at least rumored. But you know, I mean, it's it's something that people can point accuracy to, but. We just we just keep on demolishing history, but this is not a Marilyn Monroe show. That's because what happens in Vegas <laughs> stays in Vegas. We're like, shh, don't 
Don't yeah. tell anybody. We'll get rid of it. They'll never know. Out of sight, yeah. out of mind. Absolutely. So it, it's just that bothers me. I'm like, we should have like some kind of preserva preservation. We do something. have a preservation society and they do work hard to um, keep the community and the history of the community intact. And they've done a great job with like, um, they're working in the Hundreds District and mm -hmm. the uh, Medical District and the old historic district right there off of like Alton Rancho. Uh -huh. So there are, but I mean, you can only do so much and as fast as our town moves and grows, it's hard to keep up. Yeah. And another thing that Vegas is going to start getting rid of, Jeff, is those big, deep diving pools. Let's talk about that. Uh, well, uh, you're, in, you're in relation to the 600 square feet? The, um, the, yeah, the 600 the, square feet regulation and uh, the, you know, the pool size because of our drought. And, you know, just, just, just start, start telling us a little bit about that. We've heard, I've seen things circulating in the news yeah. that, um, that, you know, with the, with the drought restrictions and things like that, they're going to start limiting pool sizes. And um, that, I mean, those, those big lap pools that are eight feet deep with diving boards aren't, aren't really a thing anymore, huh? Well, diving boards have actually been uh, probably more so from a liability issue, I feel. Mm -hmm. Contractors have really pulled away from, lots of pool builders have pulled away from. I'm not saying diving boards just simply never get installed anymore. If they do, yes, there is a depth regulation to, you know, to dive. Um, however, the latest regulation on 600, sque 600 square feet, for instance, let's just say this was a 600 square foot box. Okay. The depth doesn't matter. It's all about the surface square because that's the only thing that's evaporating is the surface. Oh. So it's the refill. The, uh, the, the issue is the constant refill. Your, okay. auto, your auto fill or some folks have a manual fill or some folks just put the hose in, you know, okay. but it's going to evaporate and your water line on your pool is a six inch tile. So it, it, if, that, if it goes below the, that plaster line, that plaster is going to start deteriorating within two or three days in Vegas heat. Yeah. You know, it really will. I didn't realize that. So technically, if you had it 600 square feet on the surface, it could be 10 feet deep. It could again. That that <laughs> that sounds like a well. And that we talked about excavation a little bit earlier right. before the yeah. show. Right, because we have our bedrock in our that, valley, that which be, is no fun. That can be an, an an additional cost in general, let alone some of the uh, hard soils. Uh, gonna, uh, I'm sorry, caliche. You mm -hmm. know, is, is the most common, you know, element that people talk about and uh, the expense of just pounding that out. So and sometimes you're running into those hard soils at two feet deep, not necessarily, you know, five or six. And every time you go into a pool project, I think you do honestly pray to the caliche gods to stay away, <laughs> stay away from this project and let this homeowner, you know, keep within the budget that they, you know, started the project with, you know. So that's, that, that's a very interesting point because it's not like you can look at a map and say there's caliche here and there's not caliche here. I wish we could. Yeah. I mean, I suppose there's some kind of a geological satellite that maybe, but it, it's too expensive for the pool industry, I think. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, very hard to tell. Um, some indicators maybe knock on the neighbor's door to the sides and behind. Sometimes that vein of granite going through there is an indicator that if one neighbor hit it, maybe one neighbor won't and vice versa, but it's still no guarantee. Yeah. 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 And that's something that you, if you're starting a project and the, um, you know, you have a estimated budget 
you run into caliche, that's going to change? It's always a risk. It's always a risk. And the excavators out there, market rate is somewhere about 275 to $325 an hour of that pounding out of that hard ground. Mm. You know, Man, so, that's intense. and the 600 square foot regulation, as you can imagine, has been uh, mayhem over the past 30 days or so. Right. And uh, so I've seen that right in my own personal experience with clients. They're freaking out. They're trying to meet this September 1st deadline, the September 1st deadline. We have to have all of our permits pulled. We have to have our plan in place so that way we can get the pool we want by this time. So um, you said something earlier that was interesting about that deadline. Tell me about that. Well, if if the let's call it what it is, if local regulation and government likes to make things interesting for us, I think they've just turned up the volume. Just yesterday, uh, now there's four different jurisdictions. Of course, there's Las Vegas, Clark County, City of, La uh, City of North Las Vegas, and Henderson. Right. City of Henderson Building Department came out with a notice yesterday, very much making it sound like September 19th is at the absolute deadline. Okay. But we've got some technicalities. When a permit goes to get pulled, uh, and or approved rather, it goes through different levels of approval. And the very first level that it looks at is administrative. It wants, it, it has received everything online. Someone's on the other side looking at all the, you know, the engineering and the load calculations and the construction plan and all those things. The permit number gets issued at that point. And that's what we were being told was the deadline. As long as that number was issued, it still could go through three or more, five days, whatever it's gonna be to approve. But that was the deadline. That was the mark. Now that we've gotten this notice out of Henderson after the podcast here today, I'm, right away, as a matter of fact, we're going to be on the horn with all four jurisdictions getting as much guidance as we can. I wished I could have had that guidance so we could talk about it now, but I think it, it is a little bit of a moving target for right now. We're, we're holding on any projects we're working on to get it in under the window by September 1. Yeah. We're, we're just sticking with that, which is, you know, coming yeah. up real quick. That is. You that know, is. We're being here there. before you know it. The it folks that really over. started this process, maybe that last week of July, the first week, week and a half of August, fine. But we hit about the 15th, 16th of, of the month, and there was four or five calls that came in. Hey, can we do it? And we're trying. Yeah, uh, I can I can say the 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 crew that's working on them and the engineers and the electricians that provide the information to to get to a general contractor or maybe an owner builder because mm -hmm. uh, there's some owner builders, lots of owner builders out there. Yeah, they're the and they're there. Uh, there's that market share call out of those guys, too. Yeah, that are trying to push in under that September one deadline. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. Because if not, they have to change their whole plans down to 600 square feet, right? There have I've already <laughs> there have already been those come to Jesus oh. meetings with a couple of homos just to say there's there's absolutely nothing we can do about it you know well That's and then Henderson is. comes out and says September nineteenth and that is, is that breathing a little hope because could it, here today could we make that September nineteenth deadline should be able to all day yeah so again I wish here with your with your podcast audience I could say here's a definite answer the only definite answer I can give you give, give anybody is let me where's the screen let me hustle like <laughs> hustle 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 through every every moving part without delay it's yeah. about the only thing you can do yeah so. don't don't call you the uh, August 30th and, and say hey let's get this started can we <laughs> <laughs> open up escrow on the on the 30th of August can we close on on September 5th yeah uh, absolutely can, absolutely can you pull title, title can you pull title by September 2nd no you know but. no yeah I, I 
definitely get where you're coming from there. Yeah. So I think that um, when, when we're dealing with people in resale um, with homes that have pools, yeah, <laughs> there's there's definitely um, the cost to install and build a new pool is substantially higher than a home that already has a pool. From your side of, uh, of this, you know, being the expert in, in pool building and, and everything there, how would you, what, what advice or um, information would you, would you give people regarding that? Like, is there benefits to having a new pool versus getting a resale home that has a pool that needs work, that needs to be redone? Is that, is it really a savings if the pool does need to be redone? Because I know I've, I've recently like, you know, just dealt with replastering of, of, of my pool and it's, it's so, it's, it's, it's high. The costs are high. Yeah, <laughs> so I, what, what, what's, what, what information or recommendations would you give people there? I think the very first thing I want to say is when, when you use the term pool expert, uh, I would like to think I know an awful lot. I'm always learning more. And there's some guys in the industry that have been my mentors that are great. There's a lot of guys in the industry that really, really know what they're doing and are great with their projects and customers. Uh, in, in relation to purchasing a home with a pool or without a pool and, and, and you know, buying a, putting that brand new pool in after the purchase, I think there's so many moving parts to that. I, I, real estate is the people business, right? Absolutely. I think, I think pools is the same way. There's so many different lifestyles, so many different um, availabilities. Again, with some people are owner-builder types, some are general contractor types. Um, some folks are much more budget-driven, uh, and some folks are not. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're closing some new real estate in the southwest part of town. I'm aware of some people, you know, closing at a million five, a million six. And the real estate, it's a good sized lot. The real estate in the back is going to take another 300000 to finish out. So mm -hmm. it's relative. Vegas is an interesting place because I think the majority of the people that are looking at that 600 square foot limit is the luxury market, like Ascaya. McDonald's. Okay, so you know, that's really. interesting because when they said 600 square feet, to me that wasn't a problem. It didn't feel so postage champy because a lot of pools that I go to don't even meet that, that are already built. They don't even meet that. They're like 470 square feet. You're or, exactly right. So they're, 600 square feet is pretty big. That's like a, uh, a large pool for a large home. I think it is. And and now the, the that envelope, that 600 square foot envelope, if it is a pool and spa, that spa needs to be inside that 600 square foot, whatever the shape is. I keep, right. we keep talking about these really basic shapes, but right, you Right, but it could be kidney bean, it it's could be rectangle, it could be square. Oh, you, We're just yeah. looking at square footage. Almost unlimited imagination when you're talking about cuts and you know what, what really makes it. If it has a spillover into a catch basin, like mm -hmm. an infinity edge, that catch basin also has to be within the 600 square feet as well. Okay. Oh, okay. So, um, but you know, you're talking about remodels, pool remodels, and and I, you know we greatly use Kevin Kerr, a fellow by the Kev, sorry, fellow by the name of Kevin Kersey for all our, of our repairs and maintenance, and an awful lot of what we would call light remodel, heavy remodel being saw cutting into a pool and changing the entire shape of it rather than just a replaster or a retile, mm -hmm. right. the cosmetic as opposed to saw cut, you know. So saw cutting and changing the entire shape and design of a pool is that. Would you say that if somebody was out shopping for a home, 
pull is, is, is a necessity for them. That's on their, their needs list, absolutely non-negotiable. It's the but, desert, right? It's the desert. It's a prerequisite. Right. They're know. going to be having a pool no matter mm -hmm. which way you slice it. If they're looking at a home that has a pool that's existing that maybe is just in, in terrible condition or it's not what they want and they're thinking of reshaping and redoing that pool versus buying a home that has a pool size lot that they'd have to start from the beginning, is the cost equal or similar? It is truly case by case. We've had some cases where we have pulled the entire pool out and you know dug a bigger hole and you know put a, a bigger pool in there. We've had some where we're just taking one part of the structure and extending it out. Uh, George Kiprios with yes. GK yep. uh -huh. Properties, yep. he added a wet deck section. Mm -hmm. So now that's only what about 14 inches deep and, right. and it kind of fills back in with you know your, your concrete and steel. Uh, and then on the other side of his pool put a beautiful raised beam wall uh, with a nice water shear coming back into the pool. Um, so that was a light saw cut and, and a bit functional, you know, uh, cosmetic remodel. And he went with all new decking and, well, uh, deck application, new mm -hmm. spray deck, new cool decking. Yeah. Um, cool. Anyway, he, he went cosmetic and did, did great. We've had others where uh, there, there's a property, put yourself over in the great big land stuff, uh, Pecos and Sunset, and go east on Pecos, like Tobias Lane, okay, all okay, the great it. big huge two acre stuff in there. Mm -hmm. There was a pool that was right at about 610 square feet and they just took that and kept the majority of that body and extended it out to about 900 square feet. You know, they had the lot, lot size to do it. Yeah. So again, I think it's case by case basis. I think it's personal preference. I think it's uh, whatever someone's doing in their life, whatever their mindset is, you know, that one property that I'm talking about, thinking about on Tobias over there, gorgeous home, great big uh, uh, lot, and they stripped that property down to bare bones and put it, you know, all new, you can imagine cabinets and flooring and paint, probably did a little bit of structural stuff, and in the backyard, massive pool remodel. Wow. You know. Yeah. Whatever, you know, what, what fits your lifestyle. Whatever works. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you have that, that homeowner, that home buyer that is looking for something and they just totally fall in love with the house and you've been there. Oh, we're loving the house, everything about it. But there's this one element that's, and that's what's making them consider three or four others or something like that. Yeah. So the pool is sometimes it. Yeah. You know, it's just a case by case and you kind of evaluate how much is it going to cost. So we have a lot of empty pools in the valley on the resale market mm -hmm. and it's really heartbreaking when you go because in my mind and i don't know if i'm right so you can correct me in my mind if i see an empty pool i'm like oh automatically chip and plaster and then who knows where the equipment is because we don't even get to test it and who knows if it was leaking or if right. there's something why major is it going empty? on with the plumbing yeah when when you when you when you mentioned concerns, you know, a hundred percent right. Yes, a hundred percent right. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, you never get that second chance to make a first impression. So if you're a listing, right, and somebody walks in, and it's a big question, and it's a big unknown. You're right because until you fill it up, you can't test the equipment, and if you're looking at it, you already probably know it needs new plaster. Yeah. You know, if it's been out in the sun like that. What about those crazy people? This is like sacrilege to me, but those crazy people I just people looked at one yesterday. Filled pools. Why it is, would you do that? It but, is listed as a pool on the MLS, yes, and I, when I got there, it was a planter box. I've seen Ooh. that too. Like, Why? I don't know what the MLS rules are, you know, like column by column in the sheet, but that's got to be on a... tax record. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, I see. Okay. It, rema- yeah, it remains make- on tax record. That's where I've seen a couple like that, too. They I guess say it would, it's yeah. there, and it's because it remains on tax record, and the listing agent's like, yeah, there's a pool, but there's no pool. Yeah, I'm it's sure- a giant planter box. <laughs> and I'm sure the filling it is most likely a budget budget issue. Yeah, Someone yeah, yeah. somewhere just was like, hey, it's costing too much money to upkeep this thing. Fill it in. Can so, you dig it yeah, out? That's and, what my question I mean, is. I guess anything's possible with the right amount of money, but would you advise that? If I took a client and there's like a pool, but it's a planter box, do you say, oh, it's okay, we can dig that out and put new pool equipment and it'll be fine, or we just move on to another house? Like, do we, I, I guess, do you even know what you're working with? What is uh, in there? Look, we're not even letting you talk. <laughs> it, no, 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 I, I, I don't mean that. Um, it, yeah. It's good conversation, and I think my, my, my answers just would be, you know, sometimes I have conversations and I say, hey, let me put, take my pool hat off and put my real estate hat on. And from a real estate point of view, if I'm that buyer's agent walking through and I see that, that's a conversation that I wouldn't want to convince. Uh-huh, yeah. like convince somebody to go <laughs> yeah, through. No. Just, just be honest about it. Hey, if you love the house and, and, and you, you want to move forward with it, and then we've got to have this element of the pool, this discussion, um, then yeah, it would be a, you know, get that dirt out of there and inspect certain pieces, parts stru- structurally, yeah. and then go from there. Couldn't the plumbing be filled or packed with dirt at that point? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yeah, you could be talking a nightmare. So it's not a pool. It's more like a lake with the dirt bottom. Yeah. And there are are proper ways to fill. Uh, There are proper ways. It's not just putting dirt in it. I I can't tell exactly what the processes are, but I I might almost imagine taking that plumbing, plugging up that plumbing, and then, oh. and then filling it. I think some things are supposed to be removed because there's cavities under there with the drains. Again, I'm not an expert there, but I've heard there is a proper way to do it. And most pools are not properly I was gonna filled. Say, I was going to say, they probably just, just DIY'd it. Yeah, yeah, they just brought like, in a bunch of tons of dirt and, you know. Yeah. But hopefully they didn't concrete it. I, I, I had a client over the last uh, couple of years, they, they bought this house. And after they bought the house, we did the inspection, everything, no indicators of this. After they bought the house, the neighbors said it was one of those older older houses back um, over in, um, I name just bloom, um, I, I, the, the name slipped my mind. Um, but the, they bought the house and the um, neighbors told them that there was a bunker in that house, like a, uh, what's it called? Like a, a, like a, like a bomb, bomb shelter. shelter. A bomb shelter. And they're like, what? I'm like, no way. I called the home inspector. He's like, no, I don't think so. And then we just checked around, you know, asked a few people, and I was, you know, very fascinated by this, and found out that yes, it was, and it was filled with concrete. <laughs> and it was, that, it was yeah, out in the driveway, which was why it went unnoticed. You know, it was, uh, it was the entry was out in the driveway, but yeah, it's been filled with with concrete. I'm like, they couldn't have at least filled it with dirt so it was reversible. Yeah, so we can pull that out. That's yeah. sad. Yeah. yeah. So, Vegas has interesting things. It, I think everywhere has the, interesting things, but Vegas does have a little bit of the uh, rebel in us. I would say the most interesting pool story was years ago. I was um, in, I was still licensed in real estate and uh, had some land parcels for sale up near Range Road before Range Road went through. Okay. Before all of that work had been done. So driving around in my the four-wheel drive vehicle, kind of going on some of the, some of the high 
parts looking right down on I-15, you know, lining right there. Right. I drove way up on this hill and I'm looking around taking a few pictures of my parcel and I look around my tire and this is a very steep four by, I was skipping a little bit and right on top, my right front tire was halfway off mm. a cement, going into a cement gunite pool, empty pool. Just and sitting I, up there. Just sitting up there and I'm looking around, there was a little foundation like a manufactured pad right. that, that, that was there. And I did some research on it. The fella that used to own all of that land lived up there so he could keep an eye on all of, all of it. And I almost drove into it. So how do you call AAA? Um, I've driven into a vacant pool in the middle of nowhere in the, in the desert, Nevada desert. Fine. <laughs> Howard, Howard Hughes is right here with me. <laughs> No, I don't. that's <laughs> funny. Wow. But that's yeah. a true story. Yeah, that was back in a, I don't know, 2002. So where where is that vacant land now? If you're driving up I-15, uh, it yes, it is. I'm not sure if that hill has been shaved or if it's probably a placement for a um, billboard. Right. Okay. Yeah, space ran, space ran. I'm sorry for the billboards, and it's it's all around the um, the recycling plants right there, uh, like Range Road tucked in there north of the Speedway. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. industrial stuff up industrial in there. Industrial area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's amazing. I, I had a friend that said that you know, she her parents when she was little bought some vacant dirt out in the middle of nowhere. Now it's Mountain's Edge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. They Vegas has come ATVs a long way. ATVs too, and yeah. yeah. It's like, when when yeah. did you jump into real estate? Just thinking thinking growth in the valley. We've all seen. Right. It, well, you know. I think. Well, you're born here. Born and raised. Born and oh, raised. So you haven't seen any growth. Yeah, barely yeah. any. Yeah. Um, I've been here since 88. That makes me sound old. I'm not old. <laughs> Don't call me old. Yeah, I've been here since 88. And I've, I mean, Rainbow and uh, Flamingo was the end of the world. Yeah. Yes, yes. And that's central now. My grandmother lived off of Sahara and Rainbow. And going to her house was like leaving town. Yeah. And Summerlin was built when I was in middle school. So, yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> I remember when they were putting the Mirage up, and it was the first mega resort, and we were just in awe yeah. of how big the project was and how amazing it was going to be, and you the know, the shows and yeah, yeah. yeah. I've watched this town grow. Yeah. I, I remember driving out to the edge of town in the Rainbow Sahara, Rainbow Flamingo area, and they'd be like houses from you know eighty nine thousand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you're a Richard. true Vegas local if you have a picture of yourself somewhere in front of the Binion Horseshoe dollars. Yeah, yeah the million dollars <laughs> million cash. dollars cash. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay, so I have a few of those. Yes. <laughs> I have a few of those. Or the, um, which it's still there. I was there a few weeks ago. The uh, Golden Nugget inside of the Golden Nugget. Yeah, that is still there. I didn't expect that to be there, especially when they did all of the renovations in the casino and stuff. I yeah. thought, oh, yeah, th that'll be gone. And I walked by it and I was like, it's still here. I can't believe it. When I was a child, my dad took me to that. Probably yeah. somebody looking to keep history. Yeah, good yeah. for them. Yeah. Some nostalgia. Thank yeah, you. somebody's holding we on. We have those yeah. moments. <laughs> we have a little bit, a little bit of uh, people that take um, respect to our history. Right. <laughs> so, Jeff. How do people reach you um, if they want to talk more about pools, if they need to install a pool, if, um, you know, you're living in a house right here, it doesn't have a pool, probably want one. Well, and, and <laughs> truly what My Smart Pools is as a company is a pool concierge, a, a pool consultant firm. 
really taking thoughts of real estate and presentation and disclosure out into the consumer world in the pool building world, it's really all about options. So talking to homeowners about whatever option is available to them, it could be general contractor, it could be owner builder, it could be a prefab concrete product. There's a company by the name of Dirigo, D-I-R-I-G-O, Dirigo Pools, that we work with, our general contractor side works with on the installation side for that product. So it's really just all the way around. We don't really work with fiberglass pools, but we can kind of talk about it, you know? Um, I kind of think in the valley, if, if there was a 5% of all the pools in the valley were fiberglass, I'd be surprised. Yeah, you know, I don't just... come across them that often. I do sometimes in like uh, older areas like Charleston Heights and down by like Sand Hill and Flamingo and some of those areas. Sure. But I don't really see a lot of it in, uh, let's say, 94 and older homes. Gotcha. Yeah, but I uh, would love to talk with anyone that, you know, had any questions about pools at all, whether it would be anything from the maintenance to the repair. Again, we've got Kevin Kersey, you know, a great partner for that. And anything to do with design or process or budget, timeline, expectations, everything. Um, I think that general contractor, the, the timeline on a general contractor pool can tend to be a little longer than a uh, than an owner builder direction but i think at the same time then i've got to say in defense of any general contractor in the las vegas valley or anywhere in the country when a general contractor gets busy they're building 20 30 40 or more projects and then they sell on the front end they can't really put those brand new sales in front of these guys whereas right. owner builder each owner builder, that's just individual, the owner calling up each subcontractor and the DIY, you know, right. style. And there's many different ways to, you know, put together an owner builder approach. Right. You know, so, yeah. Uh, phone number wise, uh, just 702-767-3585 uh, or anytime via email, Jeff at Smart Pools Now. And uh, social media wise, I probably spend most of my time on Facebook. Yes. We, we, you too love we, Facebook. We have, we, have, we have Instagram and YouTube and what else? TikTok. I don't know how to use any of those things, That's but like someone me. else does, you know. That's like me. You know, so Funny. Facebook lets us talk for me, you know what I mean? My, yeah, my, right. my kids told me, yeah, you're the right age for that, Dad. Yeah. What do I do? That's all right. Yeah, no, I'm Time I, to I get new kids. Yeah. I yeah. learned Facebook, got it all, and very well versed in there. I'm like, that's enough. You're like, I've mastered my one thing. It's my one thing. Yeah, yep, she exactly. loves Facebook. They talk classes on so that. So they There's can reach you on <laughs> Facebook, but they can also give you a call. Yes, 702-308-2878 is how you reach out to me. And Jeff, did you give your phone number? You did. Yes, we went over mine. I had the opportunity. Thanks. Okay, thank you. And so Tiana. it's my turn. Yes, <laughs> if anybody needs to get a hold of me or want to get a house with a pool already installed, <laughs> give me a call, 702-379-9948. All right. Thanks, guys, for joining us. We'll see you again next week. Please take a moment, like, comment, share, tell your friends about us, and we will see you next Thursday. Thank Have a good so week. Much, yeah. Thank you. Have a great week.